Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Retronauts Micro. I'm your host for this one, Bob Mackey, and yes, this does sound a bit different than the ones I've done in the past, doesn't it? Well, there's a very good reason for that. Um, in the past, I would just lob out a question to our guests in the room at the time, and that would be the Retronauts Micro for that week. It was a very kind of, you know, freeform discussion and um, kind of broad, and for these upcoming episodes and this one too, I want to have a very, very specific discussion about a very specific topic. And unlike those past episodes, it's just going to be me, my thoughts, your ears, one mic, one room, and that's it. Um, There's not going to be a panel of people. It's just going to be my own terrible opinions inflicted on you for the next five minutes. So I hope you can withstand that. Um, It's going to be a little scary. I'm working without a net here, but I think if we power through this, it can be a bold new experiment in podcasting technology. No one has talked to themselves for more than five minutes on a podcast. It's just never been done before. So I hope I hope this works. And I think instead of me just rambling, you know, even more, let's get to the topic for today's episode. And that is a, just a really very bizarre, very s- just strangely compelling sequel, the strangest I've ever played. Now, if you've never heard of Pac-Man 2, The New Adventures, I'll put its weirdness into context for you. This is a hypothetical situation, but imagine a world where, just as in this timeline, Mario Bros. 1 comes out in 1985. For the next 14 years, there is no Mario 2. We see plenty of Mario spinoffs, maybe a Super Luigi Brothers, maybe a Mario sports game, a Mario golf game. All the little Mario cameos are still there, but still there is never an official Mario 2. So finally, in 1999, after 14 years of waiting, we finally have that Mario 2. Mario 2 finally comes out. After 14 years, Nintendo is finally calling something Mario 2, and we are just so excited to play it. But when we open the box and pop in the cartridge, this is not the Mario game we expected. This is a competitive farming sim. What is Nintendo thinking? Of course, Pac-Man 2 is not a farming sim, and I'm sorry if I got your hopes up with that, but that example was just to show you how different Pac-Man 2 is from Pac-Man 1. I mean, I don't think I need to tell you this, the listener at home, but Pac-Man 1 is a simple maze game. You go through these these colorful mazes, you eat dots, you sometimes eat ghosts, you try to avoid being eaten by ghosts, and that's it. There's not much to it. I mean, there's a reason why it was so popular, just it was so immediate and so simple. Pac-Man 2 is none of those things. Pac-Man 2 is this weird evolutionary dead end that maybe has three or four games that I can think of offhand, but Pac-Man 2, even in that genre, is still super unique. And Pac-Man 2, what it is, is it's an interactive cartoon. I mean, who would have called that Pac-Man 2? To be fair, it wasn't called Pac-Man 2 in Japan, it was just called Hello Pac-Man, which is a much more fitting title and does not carry the baggage of having to be a sequel to one of the most, if not the most, popular arcade games of all time. So if in 1994 you picked up Pac-Man 2 expecting the same sort of Pac-Man antics he's famous for, you would have been rudely disappointed because this game is bizarre. So let me explain the premise. You you do not play as Pac-Man, even though this is a Pac-Man game. You play as an omniscient, 
uncaring, maybe caring sometimes god, who basically directs Pac-Man throughout the world, because Pac-Man in this game is very much in need of direction. He's very emotionally unstable, and he needs your guidance just to help him through day-to-day life. I don't know how he has a family. I don't know how he has a house. I don't know how he holds down a job if he even has one, but this Pac-Man is a very, very, very unstable man, and he needs all the help he can get from you. Even if you are the god of Pac-Land, you don't have a lot of tools at your disposal. You can essentially get Pac-Man to look in a certain direction, or you can fire a slingshot into the environment at things around Pac-Man or Pac-Man himself. Most of the game basically revolves around moderating Pac-Man's moods because Pac-Man will only be communicative when he's happy. So as Pac-Man wanders from you know point A to point B in the environment, you have to make sure he does not get attacked by wild dogs. You have to make sure spiders don't fall on him. You have to make sure he doesn't get distracted. You have to make sure he doesn't trip on rocks, skateboards. You have to make sure people don't open doors in his face. It's a very hostile world for Pac-Man, but thankfully he has you on his side sometimes. Pac-Man might be one of video game's greatest heroes, but the missions he goes on in this game are actually pretty mundane. They're things that you and I would do on an everyday basis, just like picking something up from the store, picking up a present for someone we know. That's all Pac-Man is tasked with doing. But Pac-Land is so hostile to every one of his actions that even the smallest errand for Pac-Man is like climbing Mount Everest. Now, if you know what you're doing, Pac-Man 2 is not really a long game. I mean, most of it just boils down to knowing where Pac-Man needs to be and what mood he needs to be in to get the object that you need to get for that stage or that mission or that quest, whatever you want to call it. But the real fun in Pac-Man 2 comes in experimentation because the world that Pac-Man 2 is meant to be messed with. Pac-Man has numerous emotions, one of the most expressive sprites I've probably seen in a 16-bit game. And I have a feeling the, the creators of this game really wanted that to be the main focus. Not necessarily you know, finishing the game, but, you know, experimenting, seeing the weird things Pac-Man could do in specific situations under specific moods. And that's the reason why I played it so much as a kid. Even though it tries to be different, Pac-Man 2 still keeps a few of the essential Pac-Man qualities, like there are ghosts in the game, of course, and you can eat these ghosts, but it's a very automated process. Instead of, you know, chasing the ghost down yourself and hearing that very, very satisfied ghost-eating noise, you just fire a power pilot at Pac-Man and he takes care of them all on his own. And the game does include a few more action segments where you're either in a minecart because it's a 16-bit game and of course you're in a minecart, or a hang glider and these essentially control the same way. You use the cursor as you do in the main part of the game and it's in this time it's used to, you know, alert Pac-Man of dangers and shoot the dangers out of the sky or off of the tracks. And that's essentially it. I mean, I guess they felt compelled to do something more with the gameplay, but really the core of the game is just playing with this very very strange, very reactive world. And really, that's why I love Pac-Man 2. It's it's not really a game. I, I mean, it is a game, but it's actually more of a toy. It's more about, you know, pushing and, and, and poking in this, this strange cartoon universe and seeing what happens next. And that's a lot of fun, too. And it, it just, I can't think of a lot of games that even attempt to do anything like what Pac-Man 2 does. I mean, there there are hints of the Sims in there if you want to if you want to stretch, but it's really closer to something like Hey You Pikachu, where you are, um, you know, in indirect control of a thing that you really want to listen to you. But even in the case of Hey You Pikachu, you're you're raising Pikachu. Your Pikachu is presumably learning from you. But in Pac-Man 2, there is no learning. He is he's not very smart. Uh, he doesn't retain a lot of knowledge, especially when he keeps dying uh, to the same things over and over again. So yeah, Pac-Man 2 is really, you know, 
in its in its own class of games. I, it, I I'm, I'm hesitant to even say something like Wonder Project J is similar because again you are raising something, and in this one you are less raising Pac-Man as less you are you know just his his guide through the dangers around him. Needless to say, like most evolutionary dead ends and strange experiments like this, um, Pac-Man 2 is not remembered, and when it is remembered, people are typically baffled by how such a weird, strange experiment could possibly be called Pac-Man 2. But if you look past the name, you'll find there's a lot to love about Pac-Man 2. From the just great Warner Brothers cartoon visuals, to the bouncy music, to Pac-Man's vast, vast array of voice samples. Unfortunately, as you probably could have guessed, um, Pac-Man 2 is not available on any kind of streaming service, or virtual console service rather, so if you want to play it on a modern system, you're out of luck. But if you can find your way to get your hands on it, I totally recommend just playing through this game uh, over the course of an hour, because it's even more special today. Nothing has tried to do what Pac-Man 2 did, and there's probably a good reason for that, but it still makes for just a very compellingly weird sequel that no one could have expected. So, this has been Retronauts Micro. Thank you for joining me on this strange experiment in podcasting, the, the Pac-Man 2 of podcasting, if you will. Um, and I promise these will get better. Um, I'm just coming to terms with talking to myself for so long, so... Excuse any ramblingness or other words that I can make up like ramblingness. So as always, you can find us all over the internet. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on SoundCloud, we're on Twitch, and we're on Tumblr and YouTube as Retronauts. So go to all those services. I'm sure you are a member of all of them, as you should be. And, uh, you know, find us on there and follow us. And we will always have news about new episodes, news about events, news about things we're doing. So if you want to stay in touch with us, please go to any of our social media channels and you will stay informed. And I'd also like to remind everybody that this show is brought to you by Patreon and all of our kind Patreon backers. Thank you so much, everybody, for donating. If you can afford to donate even a dollar a month, please go to patreon.com slash retronauts. We've got tons of prizes, some that will be coming up soon, and we're getting ready to um, ship out our first batch relatively soon. So please, please give the Patreon if you can. And if you can't, you know, go onto iTunes, give us a review, or just tell a friend about the show. We're always looking to get new listeners in whenever possible. So please spread word about the show if you can't give. Thank you for joining me. This has been Retronauts Micro, and I will continue to be Bob Mackey for as long as I can help it. Later. <laughs>